All right, welcome everybody to another episode of 21 Going On 77. I'm the vet of the crew. I'm Dwight at 517-2214. Joined again for another episode with the brains of the operation, the young prodigy, um, my homie, young SJ at SJ Basketball 8. Y'all, we apologize, had to take a week off. The, the brains of the operation, you know, she getting the getting that good doctorate. So she had to get tight on some schoolwork. I had some things come up. So we had to take a week off, but we back again this week. Don't get this episode in, make sure we provide this content. So uh, we thank y'all. Uh, last episode we recorded is our officially our most listened to episode ever. So we, we thank y'all for that. And we back again for another week. Salute. Yes, sir. Salute. So SJ, how you been? Everything going good? Yeah, I've been good. You know, like you said, got to um, tighten up on some schoolwork. So, um, but we're almost done. We're pushing through. So, yeah, I'm excited to get back into the swing of things here. Cool, cool, cool. So, last two weeks, within the NBA, within the league, within our Mavs, a lot has happened. Um, I don't even... Yeah. I feel like we guys, if we were talking fast is because we got a lot of stuff to try to cover and we, we don't want to, we can't do this for two hours this week. So um, jumping into it, as far as actual performance around the league, last two weeks, what's kind of stood out to you? What teams have showed up? You can't mention your calves. I, oh, I, I, am, I, I am, I am rebuking <laughs> you for mentioning your calves. Um, you, I, they cold. They are dominating the league, but I gotta, I gotta make you pick something else this week. Okay. So low key, we, we mentioned. I think the last, I don't know, two months, we talk about the Cavs every episode, and I love the Cavs. But it's just funny because they just, there's not even nothing new to talk about. They are just beating the breaks off teams, and they play great. Yeah, defense. you can't play bums against them. No, no, you can't, it, like they're destroying the bum teams. And I know we said we don't we don't want to talk about Cavs, but you brought this up, and it was something I observed the other night. You brought it up on the timeline. Hey, man, Kevin Love not washed. That nigga just been, like, nope. tanking. He's just been in a bad mood these last two years. He is not washed. I, I, that, that has been one takeaway that I haven't seen discussed a lot of other places. But anyway, I'm sorry for bringing up the Cavs after I told you <laughs> to not bring up the Cavs. What is your uh, – what, what, what take do you got? Okay, so I mean, I'm, right now it's so weird. I mean, we'll get to it in a little bit too, but right now it's it's been hard to kind of take away much from the games because COVID has been, you know, pretty much running the train on the NBA. Um, yes. Pause, but it's it's been bad and it's getting worse. Um, so I don't think there's like like the, you can't take anything too solid away because like the yeah. Brooklyn Nets and the Magic, they just played a game where I didn't know half the people playing. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? So it's yeah. like, it's hard. But I mean, a team that has pretty much had their, or most of their roster, um, but has been on the decline. I want to talk about the Wizards a bit. Yes. They um they started off high. It was like, what, eight and two. Um, mm -hmm. They were like 10 and four. Like they were like, going in and I, I know you had to take you thought they would be um 
like a top six seed anyway. So yeah. you were feeling yourself. Yeah, you yeah, were feeling yeah. yourself. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I was getting my victory lap. My, my, yeah. my Mavs free agent target, Spencer Dinwiddie, was giving a, out efficient 29-point games. And yeah, that's so much. Yeah, that all went downhill. And it's crazy because um, I follow a few Wizards fan, fans and, like, they're over Spencer Dinwiddie. Like, they want him out of the rotation. That's how bad it is. Not even just bench. Like, they want him not playing. And um, it looks like it's not just the fans because last night they played the Jazz. And this is a game they won, mind you. Mm-hmm. And then when he got benched, he only played like 25 minutes and they like subbed him out and did not put him back. I watch, you know you know, it's so funny? I watched that game. I actually watched the fourth quarter of that game, man. Raul Neto and uh, Bill and, who was, and KCP, they closed it out. They didn't let that man on the floor. Mm-hmm. And, and money time, and they won. Exactly. So it's looking like the best course of action, right? Because he's putting up like he has so many games where he's logging zero points. Yeah, doing like, cardio, doing doing cardio. Yeah. So and it's not like he's a defensive stop or anything that he's gonna give you something, even though he's not producing points. And he like even though he's the starting point guard, it's not like like he can create for others, but that's not his um. That has never been his like primary um role yeah. if that makes sense like on a team so he, he's a scoring guard like he has exactly. to score to have value exactly and if he's not doing that it's like why are you really playing him um you know Wizards fans that I follow they have you know deemed him like an offensive stopper like he's not he's killing the offense so I think um I think what the Wizards do now because you really can't um like you legit cannot um keep starting him and keep having him stink it up because yeah you won the game the last time but you want it like kind of in spite of him you know because you benched him so I think they need to maybe think about starting um NATO yeah. and you know bring him off the bench to see if that can maybe change things maybe he can be a bit freer because you know he's playing with Beal that's another um high usage like guard that needs the ball too so it might just be an awkward fit um, so he might just need to come off the bench to play a bit more freer. I don't know. And if, if that doesn't work, then he just might be cooked off that um, ACL, at least yeah. at the very least, just for um, this season. Yeah. Because um, I, I just refuse to believe he's just washed at like, what, 27, 28, yeah. however old he is. And the weird thing is he was good the first two weeks, and then he just died. It's, exactly. so, so. it's so weird because I'm watching trying to figure out, like, what's different. He doesn't need he, – he, he's – he – he used to get, he used to draw a lot of fouls. That was one of the reasons mm-hmm, why. Because he drove a lot. Yeah, and it's like, he just shooting jumpers. And I'm like, fam, if the knee not right or if it's psychological, just sit down. Yeah, yeah. it's a confidence thing, I think, at this point. It has to be yeah. mental. Yeah, so. Because that, they say he plays well with Beal out. Like, and, in and a couple I, games, Beal was out. He was, like, actually good. So it just can't be a, um he's just washed thing like it has to be a mental and the fit is just they haven't figured it out yet or he hasn't figured it out because Bill's been not right yeah yeah and it it is so it's so so weird it's almost like a direct correlation between when Bill is in the game and playing well he stinks and when Bill was kind of mid or out he was good and they were winning and it's just it doesn't make sense because he's you know I still like Spencer Denwood I'd probably still take him and a swap for the sniper and some other mid stuff. But it's just so weird to see a dude 
with the whole injury thing, it'd be different if he never showed he was decent. Yeah. Like he was good and then he just died. And I don't know, you got you gotta take him out because they I still think they got decent pieces to not necessarily they were never contending in the East, but I don't even know about that top six seed anymore because the East, oh, is, hell no. the east that's, is the that's, East that's is dark. is rough. It's rough. The Cavs took their spot. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think the Cavs are giving it up. But the Cavs oh, no. is sustainable, like super sustainable. So I I, I think that ship has sailed, but I, I've seen I, I'll I haven't interacted with any Wizards fans outside of seeing you interact with them on the timeline. And I know from what I'm hearing, they want him done. And in the games I watch, he's been bad. And it's like, damn, that's my guy. I, I like Spence, but he's been horrible. And I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know how they're going to fix that. Yeah. But, um, I mean, they'll, they'll have to figure it out. Because that's one thing, like, especially with all these um, absences on the league from different teams, like, they, right now at least, they have their players. So they can make up um, – ground because the league is pretty much wide open like with everything that's going on like that's what seating wise like record wise all that is just pretty much wide open apart from like the teams that like have still have like single digit losses it's wide open so um any anything can really happen it's just about getting hot at the right time yeah i agree i agree um Moving on to, I guess, my big takeaway or team that kind of caught my eye, and I, I've I found myself watching them a lot lately for multiple reasons. A, one of their players is talking spicy about our guy, but B, I've I like their best player who isn't playing quite a bit, but I I I, I like just the whole makeup of the roster. Uh, their head coach is from here. So I'm, I'm going to always support a, a local product doing well mm -hmm. at, at anything on the planet. Um, is the Memphis Grizzlies. Them boys are, is 9 out of 10 or did it go to 10 out of 11? Uh, I, mm, I don't know. I, can't, I couldn't tell you. It, I think, I know it's at least 9 out of 10. They might have won last night and I didn't check, check the update. But they, they are cooking. And the way they're doing it is interesting because – they don't quote unquote have like go-to scores. And I thought like Steven Adams is still kind of cooked and he's a part of a team that's doing well. And as part of a team, they've turned it around defensively and got back to where they, where they were last year. And I know when we were talking about them maybe a month ago, we were like, dude, they don't just cooking, but they're not playing defense anymore. And we know Dylan Brooks is good, but he ain't that good. Well, I don't know. <laughs> uh... I mean, it, it, it reminds me of the, um, I, okay, let me say this carefully. Yeah. The Grizzlies are not better without Jaw. Yeah. You know, Jaw's still that engine. However, they're so deep and they have a lot of um, offensive weapons um, that you can say the defense is better without Jaw. So yes. if you put together better defense, which still maybe not like a, offensive engine but they have a lot of good weapons that can still chug you know try to uh, an effective offense you get a good team so um yeah i think um yeah just the combination of the better defense and the offense that they had yeah it's it's really remarkable it, it is and to me i love you know i'm a Mavs fan i'll never leave the Mavs 
no matter what. I, I won't. But if something weird happened, like the the league like shut the Mavs down or they moved <laughs> they moved to San Antonio or some weird stuff like that. Like I think I'd become a Memphis fan, even over the Pistons, because I just like the way their organization has been run. I like I, I just like teams that are run the right way. Even if they don't win a champion championship, they're getting, in my opinion, they're extracting the most out of the cards they've been dealt. And I just appreciate that as a fan of the game. Like they they may not ever build a championship team in Memphis, but with their I guess it was a rebuild after grit and grind, just their approach yeah. to it. And you know, they draft well. They don't put, they haven't put up too many breaks. You know, they, they got like one out of maybe the last six years. And it's just, it's in comparison to our team that it feels like is doing the least out of the assets that they've had outside of Luka. You could argue that we've done the least with our assets out of any team outside of Luka. Maybe you could, maybe New Orleans, but it's just in comparison to us, it's just like, man, they, they, I really, really appreciate them as a basketball team. So I like Memphis. Hope they keep it up, but not too much because I do want the Mavs to win the division. So oh, yeah. I hope we can get better to catch up with them boys. Um, but moving on to another topic, and um, I'm, I'm just going to preference this by <sighs> this topic has become political for no good reason and i'm not a epidemiologist not a doctor i'm just a dude with the internet trying to make it make sense um, i'm going to defer to sj on this stuff because while she's not an epidemiologist she's a brains of operation and you know not to put her business out there but what she's in school for she's not in that specifically but just as far as highly advanced analysis of data this is where I'm going to defer to the brains of the operation. And we haven't talked about this in the DMs. This is a fresh conversation that we're about to have, I guess, on air because I, I don't know what to do. I have thoughts and I just want to bounce it off someone that I respect and think is smart and see, because they got to figure something out. What, whatever is going on right now with the league with COVID, like, man, we, we got to figure something out. We can't, this isn't sustainable. This isn't a, a proper way to run a business. And that's that's just a, from a business perspective, not even the whole moral hazard aspect of having these boys out there providing entertainment product with a potentially deadly virus. So I'll give my two cents. I've seen a lot of people say shut down the league. And my... My, I agree with that. If you can also make them sit at home with people who are tested and va vaccinated, you can't let them boys go outside because shutting down the league is not going to do any good. Um, I'm just here to tell y'all here in Dallas, here locally, folks moving around like there is no uh, pandemic going on. Folks don't wear masks. Um, I was in Michigan last month for a week. And allegedly, Michigan is supposed to be, you know, the governor was locking stuff down. Well, during my time in Michigan, no, folks ain't got masks at all. It's once again, it's like there's no pandemic going on. So my whole thing with shutting the league down is 
if them boys can still go outside, they, they, there's no point shutting the league down because I'm willing to bet pretty good money. I don't think they're giving it to each other on the court. I think they're just young, rich men being young, rich men in the world. And that's where I think it's coming from. That's just my opinion. Um, you know, Kyrie has basically not been in the league. And lo and behold, Buddy show up to enter the league. He ain't been in the league. He had, I'm sure he's been practicing with some NBA players here and there, but I think Kyrie just been living his life. You know, he showed he was going to live his life last year, and he popped positive for COVID. So I, that's my two cents, but I'm deferring to you, as what? Do, how do you think this should be resolved? Because whatever we're doing right now, it can't, we, something else got to happen. Yeah, so I'm on the like it's first of all it's it's a it's a business. Everyone always says that and it's true. It's a business, and even a couple of days ago, and it's funny because Woj Woj is so messy. He's a messy yeah. man. Yeah. Um, I mean, reporters are inherently messy in my opinion, but like he's like super messy. He's slick with it. So <laughs> a couple, no, really, a couple of days ago, he tweeted about um you know the call that the league had with the board of governors and the owners and that the sense in that meeting was that the owners they don't want they want to avoid like shutdowns postponements all that like as much as possible so Woj when um yesterday when all the news was coming in about how many people have been out and all that Woj retweeted that tweet about Mm. the owners he just retweeted he didn't say nothing he didn't reply Mm. back that he just retweeted it I was like Woj I see what you're doing (laughs) he basically said hey We no matter what is coming out, these boys want the show to go on bar none. So y'all can that's how they exactly. feel. Exactly. So um yeah, so that's why um I just I um I want them to shut it down because it's like it's getting ridiculous. Um it's Sunday now. I'm like personally upset. Um I'm supposed to be going going to see the Hawks next. That looks like it's about to be a G League game. Um on Christmas um and just these these teams are decimated like the Nets have like 10 people 10 players in protocols 10 that's 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 legit your entire roster that's your entire roster Mm -hmm. and they're trying to um remedy the situation by you know allowing um hardship like exemptions that you could sign players and all that and I'm like your replacements are getting put in protocols too like this is like strain that's going on i i can't pronounce it i'm just doing the black people thing call it the amarian strain i'm sorry but <laughs> this is what it is um so the amarian strain it's like from everything i've read it's extremely contagious it's been the most contagious um variant of this um and you can see it because the delta while the delta was um the most um dangerous strain it kind of it wasn't this contagious um so yeah. it's, it's kind of clear that this is the strain that's um killing the league right now yeah. because of how many people are um especially since it's a lot of vaccinated players and obviously the vaccine the strain kind of came about after the vaccine was created mm-hmm. so um there's not really much protection against it and, and the but, most uh, and i think most players got that j and j which exactly. makes it even worse <laughs> what makes it even worse yes yeah, so it's like um Oh, and Shams just tweeted, um, the NBA will likely postpone multiple games today, um, including Nets Nuggets. So yeah, it's, it's, it's getting to the point where it's, they're going to be postponing mad games. I think they need to have a pause. And like you said, um, 
yes, they can, the players can't just be outside. I think they would probably need a pause plus um, a pause with the combination of last year's protocols. Yes. That was the thing. Last year's protocols was annoying. They were annoying, but they were somewhat like effective. I won't say obviously all the way effective because players still got, you know, um, got infected, but it wasn't, um, the protocols were strict and I feel like um, kind of helped somewhat. But the players didn't like it. They didn't like it. So they were obviously when it was time to negotiate, they were all for loosening the protocols. But it's clear that that just can't happen, especially if the league takes a pause. That just can't happen. So um, I don't know. They have some choices to make. It's either they're okay with um, getting infected <laughs> or whatever, or um, just thinking about coming up off some money and, you know, thinking about health and safety first. I, I, uh, I just, I think we just going to keep getting the G league all-stars personally, because they, they are, they, they, man, this is a business and everything about America, what I've seen in this pandemic, not even, what I uh, not to put too much of my personal business, but my job is literally to hire people and companies are in the midst of all this are starting to send people back into offices for no good reason. And um, I I just think the show is going to go on. Um, I think they should agree to what should happen and what's going to happen are two different things. I do think the league should chill, take a pause. Um, from my under from my understanding, one of the reasons they're so hesitant with the pause is the Christmas Day games generate so much money that like I don't I don't even think the players want to want to miss that money because it's it's a substantial amount of revenue that's generates. So they're probably gonna play the Christmas games no matter what. But even if you do it after that and just shut it down and just say, hey, everybody sit in the house for 10 days. We ain't gonna play games for ten days, and then we'll just push out the the season ten days. I think that would be the best course of action. But on the other hand, I just know young people, and I know where Americans are individualistic. It's part of part of the American way. It's why this uh, virus has been the way it's been, and why we lead the world in deaths is because I think even if you tell them boys to sit in the house. I mean, what you, how you gonna really enforce that? You know what I'm saying? Like, how you, okay, we not playing games for 10 days, you know, and not trying to be funny, but dudes got girlfriends, sometimes multiple, some, you know, these are young men. How you gonna tell me, sit in the house for 10 days, don't see anybody in, you gotta test everybody that comes in your, in your bubble or in your home. It's like, man, that's kind of, that's kind of crazy. And, especially when the league don't really want to postpone those games anyway. So I just think we're going to have the G league all-stars and I don't know, man, I really don't know. Cause, because to me, I don't get tested every day. Right. I don't, mm-hmm. I, I haven't, uh, I had a birthday party for my son back in September and, you know, I tested back then, but you know, I, who knows I, I've been double vaxxed. So I could have, I could have had it. I just don't get tested. And 
from my understanding, like a lot of these players are asymptomatic. And the only reason why everybody's popping for these tests and testing positive is because the league started testing more after Thanksgiving because they knew people would see friends and family. So these, I know it's, we're saying people are uh, testing positive more often than they did last year. That's not necessarily true. They're just testing more as of late. Them boys could have just been asymptomatic carriers uh, earlier in the season. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I just think the truth is coming out now. And it makes me, even in my own personal life, like, man, have I, you know, I'm double vaccinated. I haven't, you know, I had a little stomach issue last week, but I don't think that it wasn't the COVID. But it makes me wonder, like, is this just where we're going to be as a, so, as a society here in America, if everybody's vaccinated and these boys aren't showing symptoms because hospitalizations are down, deaths are down amongst vaccinated people, right? And 90, what is it, all but 22 dudes like Kyrie, uh, what's my man in Orlando? We're gonna talk about him like Jonathan Isaac. It's like 20, mm -hmm. 20 25 dudes, Trey Burke, that don't have the vaccine. So if the vast majority of dudes aren't even getting sick, like this ain't how it was last year, where you had like uh, Jason Tatum. I mean, he went through it. Mo Bamba, they went through it. They had catastrophic, well, I won't say catastrophic, but they had legitimate long-term health consequences from catching the virus. I don't think we're having that this year. So that's why I think, man, they, I think they're just going to play, man. And I don't, I don't know if that's the right thing to do morally. It don't sound right to me, but I don't know, man. I really don't know. I don't know. That's, <laughs> I guess that's my take is just, I don't know. I know the yeah. league is going to keep making these dudes play, but at the same time, it just don't sit right with me that even as a consumer of a product, why are you making folks pay money? Like reduce them tickets. Like you can't make you you gotta get people their money back if they gotta go watch the G League All Stars. Yeah, right. Like I'm trying to. That's why I I can sell my tickets for next week's Christmas game. I paid I paid quite a bit of money for it. Um, yeah. those are good seats, but I'm not getting half that back. Yeah. Like with no with all these stars out, nobody's about to buy those tickets for a certain amount of price. So yeah, it's it's. I don't, I don't know what they do, honestly, but I can say with confidence they're going to pick the option that gets them the most money. <laughs> I said, no, really, as sad as it to say, that's just what's going to happen. They're going to go with whatever option that yeah. either saves them the most money or gets them the most money. So even if they were to take a pause, that's not going to happen until after Christmas. Yeah, they, like I said, Christmas is good. Them Christmas games going to be on TV. They going to show them commercials and get that money. That, that is a, that is a, they, that is not an option to cancel those Christmas games. And probably they'll probably do some rescheduling for uh, the games leading up to Christmas, but that show will go on. But like yeah. you said, that pause, it may come right after Christmas. I can't call it because between bowl games and the NFL playoffs, I don't think, I think the NBA could afford to like take a break there and wouldn't stress out too much, especially if they reschedule it. 
And the NFL, they're just going to, the NBA, I mean, I don't know if they're going to copy what the NFL is doing, but the NFL is just going to pretend that COVID is not going on. Um, I saw, um, I don't know much about the NFL, um, but from what I saw, they were going to loosen testing yes. on, vaccinated, on vaccinated players and players who tested, I think, positive or something like that, but are yeah. asymptomatic. Yeah, um, if you get the COVID, I got to quit. I sound like such an old man. <laughs> get the COVID. If you get COVID, and you're an NFL player, you sit down for 10 days. And after that 10 days is up, they don't test you for 90 days. <laughs> like, that don't even sound real, bro. But that's what they do. Oh, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's just, they're just pretending it does not exist. So that's, that's whatever. But um, I, I just don't know where they go from here. And that's, like I said, um, you know, this episode could have provided great content. We could have, you know, previewed Christmas games, all that. But, like, for a good, like, two months, I feel like there's just nothing you're going to be able to take away from um, games. It's just, it's just is what it is right now. Yeah, it is what it is. Um, just whenever you listen to this, we're recording this Sunday at uh, 11.35 Central, 12.35 uh, Eastern, and... The Mavs play tonight at seven. It, I mean, I'm literally looking at my Twitter feed. Josh Green just got put in Twitter protocol, Twitter protocols, yeah. COVID <laughs> protocols. Yeah. Um, along with it's it's the sniper too, right? Yeah, Reggie Bullock. We got Reggie Bullock and we got Josh, and I don't know, man. I that stinks. That really, really, really stinks because it. We know it hit us hard last year, and oh yeah. That's rough. That's rough. But anyway, like I said, with COVID, I, I don't know what to do. I don't think they're going to cancel the games. I don't. They should take a pause. If they do take a pause, I, they're not going to do that until after Christmas. The Christmas games will go on. They're going to play them. It's too much money for the league. And if you're going to pause, you got to lock them boys down. And I don't even know if the players care because still playing the games and running the G League All-Stars, even if Embiid and Giannis and all the wrestling dudes missed 10 days, they still get their check. So I don't know if the players care, quite frankly. So I don't, from a financial standpoint, on the player side and the league side, it's better just to have the show go on. And that's what I think is going to happen. So, um... Moving on to the our, our basketball team, the Dallas Mavericks, our last two weeks um, in review. I don't know, Esther. How you how you feeling about the state of the Mavs right now? Um, I don't oh, let, know. Me, let, let me let me let me rewind that on the court because in the last two weeks we've had some interesting stuff from Mark Cuban about us as a fan base. I don't. I'm not in the mood to touch on that. We're just gonna talk about on the court. Yeah, I mean, I was going to touch on that anyway. He's not getting my time of day. <laughs> Fucking Mark Cuban, but whatever. Um, on the court, I mean, this is another situation where I can't take too much away because in no circumstances where we'll be in a tough spot or whatever or trying to contend for a championship, or I should say right now, or I at least hope not, will be in a position to do all that without Luca playing. Right. And he has not been playing. 
Um, so it's like these games are fun to see, you know, what others can do and um, how they can play without him. But again, you know, you can't take too much away because they will never be in a position to be competing for anything meaningful without him, especially with this group of guys. With that being said, though, um, they've had to compete without him. Um, for the last, I believe, four games, um, they played him tonight in Minnesota. He's not playing that game. Um, mm-hmm. I assume he might play in Dallas. They kept him in Dallas um, to, you know, get him some more rehab. Um, but um, I, the performances were encouraging, definitely, um, especially considering how they looked. The first stint when they had to play without Lucas of the Suns games, they weren't bad, but again, they, you know, you could tell they needed another guy. Um, and that Clippers game, again, you could tell it was just hard for them to score. Like the defense was always better, but it was just hard for them to score. And um, they played, who was the first team they played without Luca again? Um, uh, it was, uh, it was OKC. OKC, yeah. You're talking about the uh, sec, the sec, the, the, run we're in right now right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Okay, okay so yeah it was okc um i mean okc is bad like <laughs> that's just what it is so like i they a lot did, of us they did beat them lakers twice though they did but the lakers think too so that's that's whatever <laughs> but uh no but like that i know people were being very dramatic especially at that point we were on three without him on the season and people were saying oh they're gonna lose or i hope they lose you know and all that like that was just um Fans being dramatic, really. <laughs> just being over emotional. They weren't going to lose that game. Um, OKC's bad. And they didn't lose. It was a you know, good game. A lot of people showed some stuff. I mean, I think Brunson was was Brunson bad. I think Brunson and Porzingis had a bad game. Yeah, but, um, Brunson, Brunson and Porzingis up. didn't cook. It was. Uh... Yeah. It was 10, I want to say. Or my. Like, no, it, it wasn't even 10. Was, it? It, was that the. Uh, hold on. Let me pull a box score up. But I feel like that was the Trey Burke. And, oh yes, it was. It was. It was Trevor. Uh, yeah. um, no, 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 no. No, it wasn't Trevor. Trevor was in Hornet in Charlotte. Trevor yeah, went off in Charlotte. That, that was Moses Brown and brought some. Oh yeah, in. his revenge game. Yeah, that was Moses Brown and Maxi. Maxi, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jalen, yeah. yeah, and Jalen. You know what, Jalen? Uh, he started the game poor, but then he turned it on. <laughs> oh yeah, he scored like ten straight, right? Yes, yes. No third yes. And, and that yeah, kind of, yeah, that was it. Yeah. So yeah, that's anything. I don't feel we need to take away much from that. The Charlotte game, um, that was a bit um better granted. Um Charlotte was missing a good amount of guys, but they have been playing well without um Lamello. I thought they was just missing Lamello. I think they was at full strength. Sans Lamello. Um weren't they missing the Gordon Hayward play? Yes. He, yes, he, he did he played. Oh, Miles, Bridges, Miles Bridges played. Terry Rozier played. Uh, they had everybody but Lamelo. And oh, they had. I don't know why I felt like they were missing more, but um, because we because we're not good enough to beat a talented team that bad, and we did. <laughs> I mean, even with the even when Terry was out, they were still balling. Like yeah. even when Terry was out, they were still beating or coming close to beating like the Sixers. They beat um, I believe they beat the Hawks. Mm-hmm or something like that so they were having a good run but we just had one of those you know shooting nights where everything was going in yeah and they were playing good defense and again they were able to win that was an impressive game you know Porzingis was a monster 
Yeah. Like in, in that first half, like yeah, what twenty two and like eleven in the first yeah, and, half. And three blocks. It, and and three blocks. It was like bro, the whole stat line. That's the best I've seen him play basketball in my life. It was the oh total yeah, that package. half. He was yeah. yeah, he was going off, and um, and that was a win, which was great. And again, they played the Lakers without Luca, and that one, that one hurt a bit more because I didn't expect them to win because I don't think the Lakers are a good matchup for us just because um or point of attack defense is just horrible and the Lakers have good drivers granted they were missing one of them THT um but still they, they have good like drivers so I just thought we'd have gotten demolished in the paint but um the Lakers stink um so, so <laughs> that was that AD was coming back from an injury and he looked horrible um uh he was i mean granted he made up for it a little bit like he made some clutch plays um especially you know down the stretch but overall he wasn't really very good and um we should have won that game in regulation we should have won that game in regulation Porzingis and maxi was fine for a rebound and Porzingis didn't see him so i can't even blame Porzingis. but maxi said he did see him but he thought he wasn't going to grab it so he wanted to grab it and it was just so stupid so that should have been a game that they won in regulation, but they didn't, and it went to, it went to OT, and um, yeah, we couldn't pull it out. So that was a heartbreaker, especially knowing that you're supposed to win it. But again, I didn't have the expectation that they were going to win it. So um, I can't even, I wasn't even like too upset. But going what, um, two and two? Oh no, we're, we're three and one so far, right? Or two, no, we're two and one so far, and now yeah. we're going to Minnesota. Right. Yeah, so we're two and one so far, going to Minnesota, and I mean we're down more players. Granted, Reggie wasn't doing much, but he was still a body out there, especially to defend. Um, Josh Green, that's he's you know not playing. Frank's not playing. We have no wings. The only available wings we have are like uh, Tim and fucking Sterling Brown. How about so, to say I didn't even know if Sterling Brown was back. Yeah, he was probable. He's probable. Oh, okay. So um, I just I don't know what to make of this game. Granted, Minnesota is not ant, but like their I think their roster right now it's just gonna give the team problems. There. So I don't know. I feel I've watched Minnesota Minnesota's last two games. I watched them uh, last night. Um. Dude, they, they, I don't know because they play so stupid. Like, we were kind of talking about it. Like, Anthony, Anthony Davis, Carl Anthony Towns was, I don't know what happened. I don't know if they got beef, but I, Carl has never looked that aggressive. Like, he wanted to destroy Anthony Davis. He likes he, to play against big men. He, he, took, like, he, he does it with Jokic. He does it with um, Gobert. He does it with KP. It's, it's a thing with him. Dude, he took that game so personal. And I, I I hate the Lakers. I'm a Laker hater. But I actually, I know it's going to sound crazy. I felt bad for Anthony Davis because it's like, I don't think he, I don't think he could, like, there was nothing he could do. And then he got hurt. Like, it was like, dog, this man is, I hate to say this, when KP plays against, like, really, really physical, strong centers, and it's just like, hey, man, he's just not built for that. That's kind of how it felt. It's like, bro, he just ain't got no answer. I'm like, damn. Cat, why don't you play like this all the time? You'd be one of the best player in the league. Like, just do this all the time. But the funny thing is, the reason why I think we got a shot, he had a good game. It would have been even better. But them dudes do not 
they they can't feed him the ball. Like they're not good at it. And they shoot. Yeah. They, but that's they, the thing. Um, one of their ball stoppers are out. And yeah, like yeah, yeah. He's a ball stopper. Yeah, he he is. But I'm talking about just the last. He's been out the last two games. And even the dudes that come in, they don't pass it to him, man. I, I'm gonna say this. I don't dislike any NBA player unless you like a bad dude off the court. Like there's players whose games I hate, but I don't dislike any player. And I think the the quote unquote good NBA player whose game I hate the most is D'Angelo Russell. I hate his game. I hate the way he plays basketball. It bothers. He's a good me. NBA player. I'm I, look to me to me as a as a washed up like old him. as a washed up old man that can't play basketball i feel it's disrespectful for me to say an nba player ain't good that is on damn near a max contract so i don't <laughs> dog i hate his game from the depths of my soul i hate it it bothers it, too. it bothers do. me to watch him play basketball if he packs us up tonight i will be so hurt and he's the one player like i remember when he went to golden state we had a max slot and I was upset that we didn't like, we didn't offer that because apparently that whole golden to golden state to facilitate the Kevin Durant signing trade was the only way he was going to get a max offer from any team in the league. And I was upset. We weren't in on that, but I couldn't handle him playing for us. Like I would, oh, yell no. at my he's, TV. He's bad. I could, I would yell at my TV so much. It bothers me because I want a cat to, to, He's one of the main reasons it's weird because he has high assists. Well, I won't say high assists, but he has a decent amount of assists, but I just don't feel like he's a playmaker at all. It's 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 weird. He's and not. He's I, not. He's... I, I feel like I'm being disrespectful to him, and I just, I can't, I can't do it. I just can't do it. Yeah, no, I don't like his game either. And I mean, I'm a bit more harsh, too, because um, – I have a 2K my career going on. I mean, I've been traded <laughs> since, but uh, I was on the Timberwolves. I specifically made a build to play with the Timberwolves. And, oh, my goodness, he would never pass me the goddamn ball. <laughs> he would just, even in the game. So I'm like, this checks out. Granted, good job, 2K, for getting his tendencies right. But, goddamn, it was just so um, annoying. But even, yeah, when you watch it, it's just, he just does not, um, he just doesn't, Play the game the right way. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, there we go. There we go. I he does. In fact, Minnesota is not bad, and their coach has made them better than they've been in a while. But they still, I still hate the way they play basketball around Cat. It just doesn't add up. It don't. Even when Anthony uh, Anthony Edwards plays, it's just it don't it don't add up. I don't think that's a sustainable winning, and maybe that's just the way them boys want to play, but. D'Angelo Russell got to go. But the mother dudes was chucking too. That's the other part. It wasn't just him. I'm blaming him. But it was everybody. It was the whole ball handler rotation for them. That was just chucking up shots. But anyway, we're going to get off Minnesota, watch them beat the brakes off us by like 30. Like, it, it, I could totally see it. I could totally see it. But yeah. um, before we wrap it up, I do want to get into this topic because it's it's become a very hot topic in the Mavs, Twitter, Spear, Universe, hell, regular Mavs fans on the street are at this point. Uh, they're, they're talking about it on local radio. The Mavs trade targets, the type of player we should trade for, and I'm not going to hold y'all. I've been holding on to this for two weeks. I think this is going to devolve into a rant, but 
I'm going to let SJ go first because she's a little more measured when it comes to topics like this. So I want to uh, I want to let her go first, and maybe after I listen to her, I'll calm down. But SJ, yeah. there's a lot of talk about what the Mavericks should do. Uh, I think our corner of Twitter basically is like trade everybody, even if these dudes we get aren't as good as the guys we got is something different that I think that's where people are at. They don't, I don't even think people necessarily want to be better. They just want to be different and hopefully it gets better. Would you agree? Um, no. Hey man, we supposed to agree with everything. Fam. <laughs> no, but the, no, I'm the just thing playing. is, I'm just playing. No, but the people, yeah, people do want um new. But I don't think um just because um you want new to just get someone because because I've seen um some ridiculous like kind of trade target scenarios and I'm like, what does this do for us? And it's like it doesn't do anything. It's just that this is a new player. And I've always said, I've always said, um, and I don't think I'll change off this tape. But um, you can't just copy and paste production from role players, especially like from team to team. You can't just see what like, you know, someone's a role, especially a role player is doing on one team and think, hey, he can come here and do the exact same thing unless it's a unless it's a legit tangible skill, like like a shooting. And even then it's a mixed bag because we get the shooters and they come here and figure out how to shoot. So it's it's just um it just depends but you know what i mean like unless it's a, like no. a skill like that or defending like or something like that no, you can't I, expect I, what you're saying i was gonna bring up in my take we now have a pretty substantial track record of players who did something somewhere else who come here and can't do that so stop saying if we get this player and he does this it's guaranteed to come here but I don't mean to cut you off. Please finish that. Finish it. Yeah, but even even then, especially in defense, um, defense is still a team thing. At the end of the day, and if you get uh, last year, Josh Richardson, he can defend, but he came here and he didn't obviously do much for the team because um, we Porzingis just looked horrible, and um, basically, um, you know, if you're a perimeter defender you still need a good like rim protector behind you he didn't have that so he just wasn't making the impact that you want so it just all depends and um yeah you can't just think that um someone's going to come here and like just play the exact same way and all that because systems offensive systems schemes defensive schemes all that is just different um with that being said um another piece that a lot of people have pointed out too is that we like like you said mark stein a lot of people are saying nobody wants what the mavs have so you people are trying to bring in all these stars or at least fringe stars and i'm like like people are i'm sorry no one's taking Dorian finney smith and giving us back like fucking jared allen you know for example like that's just that's not happening um so i just think um i just think it's 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 getting to the point where um we have to look and be self-aware that hey this um this year it's probably gonna be a, a on the margins type trade again um we can't do a big shake-up until maybe the offseason um, when more teams are you know flexible and they're more um 
situation just going on in general around the league. But um, yeah, and I just I I would want them to do something because this team is stale. However, I I do understand that their hands are a bit tied with how much they can do. Um, so it's just at this point, um, like just don't like throw, don't make a stupid trade because in my opinion, I won't even call it a stupid trade, but a trade is kind of why we're in this position. You know, Porzingis even playing great, not trying to pick on him or anything, but the Porzingis trade is why we're in this position. It really is like, um, you, they were trying to swing for, you know, creating a duo that could last, you know, the end of time. So it's clear that this duo, even if they're playing, even if they play well together for like this year or whatever, um, it's, it's, they're not going to, um, it's not going to last for like the 10 years that he was talking about. It's not. No. Um, not so they, yeah, so they handicapped themselves. Like if we, earlier you were saying, oh, um, the Mavs did the least with assets um, around Luca compared to all these other young cats from recent drafts. And that's true, but they also were handicapped because they, and it goes back to even before Porzingis, like I, I don't want to blame Porzingis because these picks, you know, the 21 pick would have been nice. The 2021 pick would have been nice. But a 2023 pick in reality shouldn't have mattered because we we would have been good by then. Yeah. But I think the one trade that um, messed them up a lot too was um, giving up that future first for Luca. They should have taken the bad money. Oh, and yeah. They should have taken Bazemore's contract. And I know in hindsight, they probably would have, but um, they should have instead of giving up that lottery pick. Because if you look around the league, Trey, Jaw and all that, they have surrounded their young guys with other lottery picks. Like that's what they did. And we don't, we didn't have any <laughs> after Luca. Luca was like our last one. So um yeah, it's it's they they kind of handicapped themselves with that trade. So yeah, it's it's kind of um it's kind of it's kind of um unfortunate, but we'll see. I mean, we can see front office, we can see them being capped out and still get creative, you know, and s- still swing for big fences i want to see them get creative honestly it's not my job to get creative for them yeah. <laughs> oh yeah yeah and that, that's <clears throat> to me with us having a new gm and, well a new human being with the gm title mark cuban is still a gm de facto right but to me this is the year like you gotta pay your debt so i know no one wants to hear this but I don't want them to do shit except for some stuff on the margins. Maybe, you know, I think Willie, I think Willie is, is, is gone to the ether. I hope Willie is okay, but I don't think Willie's going to play basketball for Dallas ever again, one way or another. I think that ship is sailed. So you, you use the TPE in season to get a big, a, a real big, like Derek favors, uh, even Tristan Thompson, Something like that. And then I think Drogic, that's the thing I keep coming back to. We keep assuming Drogic is going to show up. But what if we, like, in the 10th seed? You know what I mean? Like, is he? are we sure he's going to show up? So I, I assume he's showing up, but you can't count on that, right? So I think I, I, I'm, I know I got people was telling me we got too many small guards, but hell, I – Shit, I'm sending the sniper back to New York for Kemba if Drogic ain't showing up. I'd probably do it anyway, personally. 
Kemba had 29 last night. He's bad defensively, but at least he can make an open shot. Like, that's one thing he's doing right now. So, uh, I, I, you know, he only making, what, $8 million this year, $8 million next year? It's less guaranteed money than the sniper. And, uh, hell, uh, Tibbs sent Kemba to the, to the phantom zone, and he has publicly said he wants the sniper. He misses the sniper. He, he was a big part of their rotation last year. And he was, right? So it, whatever Reggie Bullock got going on, I ain't working here. Maybe that'll work out best for him. I don't know if that's something they would do, but that's something I would do. But I think the moves are going to be minor like that. All these hopes and dreams of like fringe all-stars or actual real all-stars. Like, man, that's just not happening this year. We have no assets. And to me, you you kind of you kind of talk, we me and you talked about this. We've even joked about it on the timeline. And in my opinion, for the Mavs, be it this season or even this offseason, I'm not giving up substantial assets for any player that doesn't legitimately give me a chance of being a top 10 defense and a top 10 offense. We have too many one-way players right now. That's our problem, in my opinion. Like Tim Hardaway Jr., God bless Tim. He's a horrible defender, and he's not even doing the offense, but even the best version of Tim is a horrible defender. Um, our best player. Yeah, our, our best player. God bless Luca. We're going to touch on some of that, some of his flaws at the end. He's, he's a one-way player. He's been a one-way player this year, even when he was healthy. That's just the truth and even when he's at the peak of his powers it ain't like he 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 should be the worst defender on the court or okay our second worst defender on the court if you're a real team if you're gonna create a real team around him and as much as I love Jalen Brunson it's kind of the same thing like the we just keep going down the list these are, these are three of our four best players and they're all bad defensively so when people get mad about the bricklayers who are lame bricks, dog, they they have to get people that are only good at defense because the dudes you got that are good at offense are so bad are so bad defensively. And there's been a lot of crying about how bad our offense is this year, and it's understandable. Some of it is valid, but hey, dog, I don't know if y'all know this, but we were the seven seed two years ago with this amazing offense. We were tied with the same record as the seven seed last year with this amazing offense. I think we dropped down to eighth, but we've basically been the seven seed this year. And if you put a gun to my head and let some weird shit happens, that's probably about where we're going to finish this year. So what are we talking about? Like, how's the team worse? It's ending up literally the exact same place. It's just the average fan likes to watch offense more. And I think offense is more important than defense. But if you're going to win a championship, if you're going to be a good team, dog, you got to do both. And I feel like I don't want to go on another Rick Carlisle rant because, like, that article came out and Rick's an asshole. We knew that. And, and Rick got COVID. Rick's an old man. I don't – I'm not comfortable. I don't like that that article came out until he was, like, back on the sideline. That that And y'all know I, I, I've had plenty of venom from Rick, but that didn't sit right with me. Because you, because you knew they didn't, they didn't drop it when we played them because he had COVID, right? So why didn't you just hold it until 
we know that older man is healthy, asshole or not, right? But anyway, there's been a lot of hand-waving. Well, the offense was so much better with Rick, but the defense stunk, bro. The defense stuck. And Jason Kidd, I'm, like I said, I don't think he's the answer, but they're playing better defense. They are. It's objective. It's quantifiable. It's measurable. I don't know if it's going to hold up, as you have pointed out, once Luka gets back, because you could argue he's been the worst defensive player in the league in the games he's played. Some of that is weight. Some of that, like, once his ankle was, once he was injured with his ankle, it was, it was bad. It was really bad. But the point I'm trying to make with all this as far as trade targets, like, I'm just going to say it. DeMontis Sabonis is not fucking doing anything for the Mavs. We might make the second round. DeMontis Sabonis, Luka Doncic, and Chris Alsperzingas ain't winning shit. Don't, you shouldn't want, like, to me, there's a fundamental misunderstanding about what winning teams have when we talk about getting him. If somebody's going to give us Sabonis for free, like one first-round pick, Dwight Powell and fucking Dorian. Okay, that the, the opportunity cost with that is low enough to where you might be able to get me into that conversation, but that's not realistic. That's just not realistic. And even as we talk about Miles Turner, Miles Turner would be a good fit in theory. But Miles Turner, I've seen people say Miles Turner would be Luka Dodgers, uh Tyson Chandler. Man, Miles Turner got way more in common with Christos Porzingis than Tyson Chandler. Like, am I crazy? They haven't watched him play. That's what I'm saying. And that's they haven't so, watched him like that. And I, I feel saying people haven't watched these dudes play is so dismissive. You brought that to my attention. But, like, sometimes you see stuff, and it'd be big accounts. And I'm like, y'all don't really watch these dudes. Y'all don't. No, it's obvious. My turn is not, like, a lob threat kind of player. He's not. He's um, he's objectively bad at rolling to the rim. Like, huh. Rick has tried to get him to do it. He tried to do it. That's one of the reasons why they stink this year. He's just not good at it. I don't know why. I can't explain why. I don't know, but I know he's not good at it. There's no track record. And you can't say he's played with shitty point guards. Like, Brogdon has run that damn pick and roll with everybody but him, including Sabonis. He just ain't good at it, and he don't really want to do it. And he has no post game either. Dog, he don't. The numbers are the numbers. The data is the data. Miles Turner he is... He wants, he wants to. He wants to be like a... I think he wants to be like a cat-like player minus like the playmaking obviously but he wants to get the ball on the block or you know get the he wants a lot of shots you know he, he that that's what you know from the article the athletic article that's what it seems like yeah I once again if somebody's just giving me Miles Turner for some bullshit yeah sign me up if the if the acquisition cost is low enough sign me up but that's not realistic um at all it's just not. And dog, Miles Turner has basically been on the trade block for like two years now. He averages like 11 points and six rebounds. He's a really good shot blocker. That's the one thing that he is objectively good at. I don't know of anything else he's good at in, in, on the for an NBA player. And, and here's the kicker. He make pretty much the same money as Jared Allen like right now and we jared allen's just better than him in every in every way every measure miles way. turner makes the same money as jared allen 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He makes the same money, and he's about to ask for another contract. You think he's going to want a pay cut? You think he's going to take a pay cut? No, he's oh, going to no. want more. And we know, we know, like, dog, unless you are even cat, even cat, as good as cat is, bro, you got to be Embiid or Joker, or you shouldn't be getting more than, like, 25 M's. Look at John Collins. Like, that's a bad contract already. It is. It's already a bad yeah. contract. It is. Dude, 25 M's and that buddy is giving you 17 and 8. Like, in okay defense, I mean, he has his moments where he locks in, but he still ain't really no good defender. He has got better, though. So, in theory, he could continue to get better, but I just, I, I, my whole thing is a lot of people want to make trades for players that have good production that would lock us into being a second round out. And to me, the, the, the clock is ticking. Like Luca, his extension starts next year. It's five years, but he can opt out after four dog. If we still losing in the second round three years from now, he's out. Like, He's not going to, they're not going to walk. They're going to have to trade him because they know he's going to walk. Oh, yeah. Like, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, the time is now. So getting a team that is locked into a second round out, a team that probably can be a top five offense, top 10 offense, but is locked into being a, a bottom, a bottom half defense, man, that's, that's not what you want to do. So to me, there's certain players that I don't even think there's any point discussing them because of that, if your goal is to actually win a championship. And I thought that's what we were here for. Maybe I'm crazy. What do you what do you think about that stance? I mean, it's not crazy. I think the same too. Um, yeah, it makes no sense kind of just paying for um, people that won't help you get to the ultimate goal. That's why I just don't know what they do. Like I said, they're going to have to get creative to make some things shake. Yeah, and I'm right there with you. That's why in season this year, man, I just ride it out with these dudes and see where it goes. Um, you know, I've been saying Jalen is coming back, but hell, I'm cool with if Jalen want to go to New York or somewhere else, you sign and trade him and take another good player back. If San Antonio want to break up they thing, you sign a trade and take one of their good – like, I'm actually open to Jalen Brunson not being a Maverick, even though I don't think he's going anywhere. But just as a fan, I'm even open with him leaving if we can get back a more uh, a two-way player. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So all I will say is I would just ride it out. That's my opinion. I ride out this season. No one wants to hear that. Everyone's saying they got to make a change. Yeah, you can make small changes, but this core we got, we got to ride these boys into the offseason because we don't have any assets without giving up the ghost. It's it's like you've been paying. I look at it, I compare it to the Mavs have basically been going into debt, asset debt, the last, basically since we drafted Luca, And now it's time to just pay those bills, pay that debt off and get back to zero and and work from there. No one wants to hear that because the season is going on and we watching the same bricklayers be bricklayers, but hey man, that's the, that's, that's the situation we're in. 
And like you said, they it's their job to be creative, but there's a difference between being creative and being a miracle worker. And I, I don't think, I think that's where you at the point where it would take a miracle or us trying to get a player to, like even a Kyrie Irving talk like, come on y'all, like cut the shit, you know, just cut the yeah. shit, just stop. It's not happening. And I even, I saw some report about some picks and Jalen and something else for Ben Simmons. And it's just, I think it was Tim for Ben Simmons. And it's like, man, cut the shit. I'm not saying that reporting, I'm not saying that young lady was she, she's reporting what she heard. She's reporting what someone that would know told her. But once again, let's cut the shit. I just don't believe that's something that's going to hold up. So anyway, we're going to get off the Mavs draft uh, trade targets. Uh, we're going to move on to something that has been a hot topic over the last, basically, for it was a couple weeks ago now. It's died down a little bit, but people were in their feelings about it quite a bit. And I think this is something we need to address because <laughs> I don't know. I've, you've kind of went on multiple rants about this at this point. Uh, not this specific topic, but something this topic encompasses. But I want to talk about this topic specifically because it's really important to me that you separate valid criticism from hating, right? And any the topic is Lucas Wade. Okay, so a couple weeks ago, uh, McMahon. Tim McMahon basically reported Luca is coming to the coming to the season, the last two off seasons at like overweight, like at least two sixty. He didn't even say two sixty. He said at least two sixty. Luca six eight, so that's not too crazy. Like Bron, I want to say prime Bron, the best Bron we've seen was about that weight. But let's cut the shit. Brown was muscle. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. And Luca looks, his body looks like mine, bro. I'm a somewhat out of shape, almost 40-year-old man. Our arm tone and definition and how we carry weight shouldn't look the same. And I'm not even someone that believes in BMI at all, but, like, Luca's almost obese as an NBA player. Like, dog, I just don't understand why people feel you can't criticize his weight and I do understand because some people are afraid well the narrative the narrative is if the the Mavs are bad because Luca's overweight I don't want him to be criticized like that that's a grown-ass man that makes 200 million dollars if Luca is going to be run out of town because it's a valid objective observable thing that he's out of shape like we ain't winning shit with him anyway, and he can go. The Dallas Mavericks played basketball before Luka Doncic showed up. They will play basketball before. They will play basketball after. I don't want Luka to leave. I'm not saying trade Luka. But if that's just, if this is just what he's going to be, if he's just going to be one of them dudes that show up out of shape and play himself into shape, we ain't winning shit with him. That doesn't work. Look what that says to the team. Like, hey, man, the best player to do this on the Supermax is showing up out of shape. Like, dog, you can't win like that. There's no, honestly, there's no player that showed up out of shape consistently in one except for Shaq. 
in the when he won his first one, he got in shape. He didn't start getting out of shape until the second and third. And I don't think Kobe is showing up in Dallas anytime soon. So and then Shaq was also a big. Luca is not a big, he's a wing. As much as he, the way his game is and what as much as he handles the ball, he has to be in shape for us to win anything. And as great as he is, as great as he was last year, playing himself in the shape, dog, that shit is unacceptable. I'm sorry it is. It is to me. I get he's 22. I get it. But this is year four, my guy. Like, tighten up. Just tighten up. And I get he's playing in the offseason. He's playing for his country. But, hey, man, I live in Dallas. It ain't got shit to do with me. Like, Jokic took the summer off. Look at him. So I, I, I some of this crybaby shit about you shouldn't criticize Luca's weight. Is it the biggest problem for the Mavs? No, it's not. I don't even know if it's top five. But my big thing is, and I didn't really go as hard as I wanted to on the timeline because I'm like, I'm not, I'm not about to start trying to fight anything negative about Luca amongst Mavs Twitter, that's just a losing battle. People are so emotionally invested in him that I don't even want to bring it up because it's, it's, no one's going to listen to it. No one's, people going to get offended. People are going to take it personal. I've seen it. I've literally seen it already. But even if we had a roster that could make a run, Luca being fat and out of shape and playing below his standards that we know he has for like the first month of the season, that was the difference between the third seed and the fifth seed last year. Am I crazy, SJ? I, I want to um, take a pause here. Because what? The third seed, we were what? Two and a half games back? And he was ass because he was out of shape for the first month, month, six weeks. And everybody... Oh, it was COVID. It was COVID. That did play a role, but hey, I he mean, was, he was I, ass too. I don't think so because the only game that I think they lost because he was fat, like during that stretch, was probably the Charlotte game, the one where he had like 12 points and he had to stay behind and like, you know, practice. <laughs> and then he was like really good since then. I think that was the only game I could say that, hey, we probably lost because of him and he was like so bad. But other than that, I don't think we. I could put any games lost like on him. So I don't think so. I, I wouldn't say so. I think, yeah, the COVID stretch definitely did us in. And not even just the stretch because that was our hardest schedule. So even if people are healthy, we could have still lost every one of those games. But after the fact, like um, with, you know, Dorian Finney-Smith didn't look too like great when he like first came back. Josh didn't look too great when he first came back. So it's, it, I do think that stretch was the ultimate um, killer, maybe. But, um, I mean, I agree with you on the, just on, um, oh, Woj just tweeted, they're trying to formalize a plan. Um, they're trying to minimize postponements and avoid a pause. So, yeah, like like we said earlier, they're <laughs> going to go to going on, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yes, but back to this. Um, yeah, I just think... Um, no, people think just because it's not the biggest problem with the Mavs that it shouldn't be talked about. And I don't agree with that sentiment. Like, we can discuss everything. Like, just because we're discussing it doesn't mean we're saying this is the reason why the Mavs are bad. And I think people are taking it that way because I've seen the tweets, like you said, I've seen people get so sensitive where people criticizing it because they're conflating it with the fact that um, 
people like they're thinking people are saying this is why the maps are losing because we're good like that's not why um but people can still talk about it anyway and yeah it's a it's an issue um even people in the league currently that have done this they realize you know i brought it up before um joe yokage um Embiid, they were notorious for coming to the league or coming into the season not being in shape and having to play themselves into shape and as soon as they got right they became MVP candidates. So I think um, I think we're going to see the same kind of evolution with Luca, and I would hope it happens sooner than later. And I don't mind talking about it because yes, let's let's make it embarrassing for him. He had to. I know someone pointed out the fact that I mean they brought it up in the um, presser, and he did address it. Yeah, and he addressed it. But I really hope he heard on the broadcast because Reggie was really <laughs> like they were really talking about it for a grip uh, about how you know basically fat he is and all that so um i don't mind it like let him hear all that and be embarrassed and want to take it seriously because now it's two straight years of excuses you know last year was oh the shortened season and this 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 and the third and this year it's like oh the olympics and this this that and the third no like so every year is going to be a new excuse what's going to be next year um oh covid and this so he couldn't like like come on Come on, he has he has the ability to do it. We saw before the bubble when he realized that there was gonna be a bubble. He said, "All right, bet," and he got into shape and he came in the best shape of his life. He was able to um, you you saw um, and that's the one thing that I don't get with people saying, "Oh, Luca, notoriously runs out of gas in the playoffs." First of all, he's only been there twice. <laughs> Let's start there. Right. And in the bubble, I don't think he was running out of gas in the. In, in like second half and fourth quarters that wasn't a thing that was just yeah that was just this past playoff so people are exaggerating um they're exaggerating I don't know why they need to exaggerate um but in the bubble that wasn't a thing in the bubble what just happened the team wasn't good enough they couldn't play a lick of defense <laughs> that's what happened in the bubble it wasn't him running out of gas and this past playoffs that's not why they lost anyway but yes it was a thing in the second halves he was notoriously especially fourth quarters he was out of gas he was out of gas so um, I just think um, it's just, um, I don't know. It's just very, very an unfortunate situation that I need him to get together sooner rather than later because it did take Jokic great conditioning. I'm not expecting him to come next season with like Steph Curry's conditioning and running around. Like I'm not expecting that. It's a long process. However, I hope he starts to tackle it sooner than later. No, nah, man, I, I don't. I, <laughs> ooh, I'm not gonna sit here and kill Luca because I love Luca. He's the best player. But if Buddy ain't in shape, like the the he's still on a rookie deal. But once that supermax kick in, there's only what 15 dudes, 16 dudes that got a supermax. That's that's the, the the standards change when that happens for me, right? Because at that point, I, I'm not saying you got to be the best player in the league, but you got to be giving me everything you can give me. And I know the, the burden on him is rough because we stink and he has to be his best for us to even have a chance. But like, he, you're a pro athlete, man, be in shape. You know, and the thing that kills me, I get it, it was his country. He he went from to us taking the 
Clippers the seven, he was in shape in the Olympics. And I joked about it on the timeline. I need to eat and drink whatever the hell he was eating and drinking in between the Olympics and the season because he looked different in such a short period of time. Like the weight in his face and stuff. It's like, fam, I'm not mad, but I want some of that shit too because it had to be good because he, he's still a six. I don't think he just didn't pick up a ball. He's still a six, seven, six, eight, 22 year old man. And I remember even thinking it was like a cultural thing because, you know, Jokic from the Balkans and he was kind of chubby for a while. But I remember watching the Olympics and Luca was in better shape than he is now, but the rest of the Slovenians was cut up. <laughs> like them dudes was in shape. It was kind of just like they didn't look like Luca looks when he comes into the season. I thought it was maybe a cultural thing because I know they do more skill work in Europe versus like physical training, but nah, nah. No, no, that was just our guy. So I need him to get tight with that because I think defensively, that's that's the key where offensively, Lucas Luca, he's going to be able to give you boys buckets. And one of my tweets that kind of blew up, I said, if Luca gained another 20 pounds, he would still be an all-star. And I think that's true. He'd be a four. He'd be a four and he'd still be giving boys 23, eight and eight, fat as hell because he's just that good. But where the problem comes in, I think, is defensively. And for us to get to where we want to be, I just think he got to be in shape the whole season. And my, I just – I don't think that's crazy. And I, I don't like the the whining about people acknowledging that. I don't know. I don't know. That's just my take on Luca. I, I love my son. I want him to be better. It's just I know what he can be. I've seen it. I've seen in shape Luca, and I just think, hey fam, just do that. Like whatever you was doing, he did it in Slovenia, he did it in the bubble. That's what we need, and that's where for us to win anything, he's gonna have to be that. And I'm a Maverick fan before I'm anything else, and he he's the best player on the team, so we gonna need him to be like that. So um, that's my take on it. Anything I said crazy or out of place? Uh, SJ? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Well, y'all, I think that's it. Um, SJ, did you have anything else that you want to touch on, that you want to hit on? I don't know. That was it. Okay, cool. Well, guys, thank y'all for another episode of 21 Going On 77. It's your boy, the vet. I am Dwight. That's at 517-2214. Joined again by the Young Prodigy. We gonna anybody listen to this? Hey, uh, give her, give give our girl support as she grinds out this finals week. Um, it's rough, and I can only, I, Lord knows, I've never attempted to get a PhD, so I can only imagine what it's like in that situation. So we're gonna give her support as she grinds out these last couple of days because uh, I ain't gonna lie, I noticed when SJ ain't in school because then we get the quality daytime tweets. And when she grinded it out, we don't get them. So I need you to go ahead and finish this out strong <laughs> so we can uh, we can talk talk about the league on the timeline during the day. So that's it. Thank you all for listening. We will holler at you all next week, hopefully. Got to check the schedule. But whenever we uh, holler at you all again, thank you all for listening. Peace. <laughs>